Sin Radio Cast, episode number 14. I'm your host, Mr. Mercy. I'm your man, Cool Breeze. And this is Sin Radio Cast. What's good, folks? What's good, man? What's good? What's going on out there, man? Yo, everything is cool on my end. You know, I'm out here in LA. The weather's getting good. Everything is moving along. Um, you know, but you know, we got a great show today. So I'm excited about that. What about yourself, Mr. Merce? ATL man, I you know I got I got short sleeves on, shorts, and any anytime you know you're in the ATL and you're wearing shorts, you know booty's out. Um, <laughs> but I'm engaged. Um, <laughs> hey, a lot of eye candy out here, man. So, yeah, man. Um, you know, episode number fourteen, man. And um, today's a special show. Oh yeah. Um, this is actually gonna be our first interview. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm excited, man. Real and, excited. Yeah, man. I'm, I'm very excited. And, and I know um, this brother personally, man. Uh, we're going we're gonna to go go into real quick how we met and uh, all that good stuff, man. So uh, without any further ado, man, got to introduce my man, comedian extraordinaire, Franz Cassius, man. What's going on, brother? What's, What's going, going on? on? What's going on, Merce? What's going <laughs> on, brother, man? <laughs> What's going on? What up, no? Chilling. What's going on, bro? My man, yeah. Cool B, man. So, yo, man, it's y'all first time meeting and all that good stuff. Y'all both are out on the West Coast. Yes, sir. And um, you, you guys are not too far apart, I'm, I'm imagining. Nah, I could make it to North Hollywood in about 20 minutes. With, with no traffic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no traffic. Well, I'm right by the 405, so you know yeah. what traffic is like over there. Yeah, yeah, you're not yeah. that far off. You're not that nah. far off. Yeah. Yeah, man. So um just before we get into it, man, we know we just gotta put that email out there. Um hit us up, man. Show topics, all that good stuff. Hit us at sinradiowave at gmail.com. Again, that's sinradiowave at gmail.com. Hit us up with show topics, any ideas, cuss us out, tell us we trash, it don't matter, man. We appreciate all feedback. And also hit us up on our IG. It's Sin Radio Cast on our IG page. Show us some love, and we show you some love back. And um, Franz, what's your what's your IG? Put that out there as well. Uh, my IG is uh is my name Franz Cassius. That's F R A N T Z, no space C A S S E U S. Yeah, that long ass tag. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's a long one. Yeah, it's a long one. But what? Like, but we'll actually um, put your information out on our IG page so the followers can follow right, you. Right, right. I'm you know, still thinking of a nice, easy one to remember. I, I haven't got, I haven't got it exactly yet. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, man, that's all good, man. And one more thing, we got to shout out our folks over at tttradio.net, Turntable Tendencies, man. Um, DJing, uh, just hip hop in its purest form in its pure essence, man. Y'all go over there, check that out. You trust me, yeah. you won't be disappointed, man. No doubt, no doubt. So yeah, man, let's get into it, man. Um, Shoot, man, where should we start, man? Because we're not used to doing interviews, but man, I, I know this brother. And uh, just real quick, man, I just want to <laughs> go into how we met. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. So so yeah, man, Um, you know, when we both were um out in New York, man, I used to uh, drive cabs in um Mineola, Long Island, right on, on the rail. And, uh, you know, it used to be a hustle out there, man. We used to have to scramble to try to get guys into the car and you're just pulling people off the train, trying to get them in your car. Uh -huh. And uh, one day I seen this tall ass dude, man. 
come off the train and, and I'm like, yo, man, what's going on, man? You, you want to ride? And he like, nah, man, um, I'm riding with all, um, with um, Checkers, right? Because Checkers was a competition for the, the cab company I, I rode with and Checkers was cheaper, right? So he will always just be like, nah, man, I ride with Checkers, man. They charge me like, like, like $5 less than, you know, what you guys are charging, right? So I kind of got accustomed to him just not riding with us. And then one day, I think he came off the train and, and, and there was no checkers. And I was getting ready to like, you know, like, yo, you want to get him? I'm like, oh, nah. I was like, nah, you're not going to ride with us, right? And um, he's like, nah, man, I will. He, was, he just started breaking down like, I will ride with y'all, but y'all charging me like an extra, like $5 um, to go to the same place that, that checkers would drop me off to. Mm. And I was like, you know what? I said, I asked him, I said, well, how much do they charge you? I, th I think at the time they, they were charging like $9, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, $9. So what I did was I was like, you know what, bro? I'm gonna I'm I'm call it like I'm going to a, a, a location in that area that's around $9. I think that would have been like Albertson or or Rosalind Short. Yeah, Rosalind, mm -hmm. Rosalind Short. Yeah, so that would have been $9 and that wouldn't have been that far away. So I could just shoot them up there real quick, drop them off. And ever since we 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 worked that deal out, man, he just started riding with me. If I yeah. was around. Yeah. That's what's up, man. So yeah, man, and, and that's how we met. And then we just, you know, we just um we started chopping it up and and come to find out, um, you you a traveler like I was. You know, I'm very into traveling and 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 cool B is into traveling as well. And you started putting me on a lot of things. Like I remember you telling me about um one, one time you went to Amsterdam. And I believe it was something called Queen Day or something like that. Yeah, Queen's Day. But mm. now they changed it because uh, uh, I think the Queen retired. The Queen retired and the son took over. And they call it King's Day now or something like that. Oh, Some wow. One of them took over the monarchy and the son renamed it King's Day. But yeah, at the time it was Queen's Day. Okay, cool, mm. cool, man. Yeah. And uh, we used to talk about traveling to London because we've all been yeah. to London and that's one of our favorite cities, man. Yeah, yeah me too. Down. Yeah, love that's London. Town, man. Shout out to our London listeners too. We got listeners in London, so shout outs to y'all, man. Oh, Great. yeah. Okay, well, shout out to the Real Deal Comedy Jam mm. who uh, always brought me out to London. That's how, that's how I got out there. And the Real Deal Comedy Jam, it's this comedy group. It's a production company. And uh, they bring comedians internationally from all over the world, Australia, oh, wow. America, Canada, everywhere. And uh, that's how I got out there. And I've been out there like three, four times with them. All oh, with that's them. nice, man. Yeah. Man, that's dope, man. That's dope, man. I didn't even know that, man. Yeah. Shout out yeah. to them, man. And uh, shout out to our listeners worldwide. I mean, we got a lot of people from Canada um, checking in. We got folks in Belize. We got people different parts of the world checking us out so um yo shout outs to all of y'all man but yo let's get into it man so my france man let's get into it man tell me a little bit about your your, your background where you, you know where you grew up just a little bit of, of your background uh well uh born in new york city uh parents are from haiti uh, they came here and they had all the children. Uh, I think all except for one of us was born in Haiti. And um, yeah, we, we grew up. Uh, my dad had a, a restaurant on Nostrand Avenue in Brooklyn. And uh, actually he had three restaurants. He had two in Brooklyn and one in Manhattan. And he had 36 
livery cabs. He came here with nothing at first. You know, Haitian immigrant came here with nothing, worked hard. You know, the American dream, mm. basically. And then um, he sold everything. We moved to Long Island. Well, actually, like I said, uh, we moved to Manhattan first and then Brooklyn because uh, we actually had some problems with, uh, with the mob. Oh, the mob wow. kind of, yeah, yeah, the mob. Uh, to be specific, it was the Lucchese crime family. Oh, wow. And, yeah, so they were trying to extort him. And uh, actually, they wanted to put they wanted to put like uh, vending machines in his restaurant, and he was like, you know, like pool tables, this that, you know, gambling shit. And uh, you know, as a Haitian grim immigrant, you know, he had no he had no ties with the mob, but you know, he didn't know where to go for protection or whatever or whatever, and he wasn't going to pay them anything. So uh, mm. he sold all the businesses, and then uh, we moved around. You know, um, we had a house on Carroll Street between New York and Brooklyn. That was twelve eighty one Carroll Street. At the time, I was going to school. I was going to St. Augustine's over in Park Slope, off of Sixth um, Avenue and Eleventh Street. And uh, you know, just to be safe, you know. Because they were they were like really trying to move in on us, move in on my family. They put a snake inside the restaurant one day. This big python. Damn. What? Yeah, yeah. They put a snake inside of it, and uh, he, you know he woke up. I mean, he opened up the place one day, and it was like like a seven foot python. You know, big yeah. This so, is uh, some some uh, uh, Godfather shit, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a movie, man. Yeah, yeah. Some real, uh, you know, some intimidation shit with the Lucchese crime family. So he just um, sold all the businesses to another Haitian brother. Sold everything. Um, then we moved out to Manhattan for a minute. Uh, we was with my grandmother, and then, like I said, from Manhattan we went to Queens. Mm. And then he bought a house in like the mid to late seventies. We bought a house in Long Island, Roosevelt, Long Island. Okay, nice. and, and uh, that's my neighborhood as well, folks. Yeah. So, right. in the fact that you're from um, Roosevelt, Long Island, um, were were you cool, or did you know Eddie Charlie Murphy? Um, yeah, yeah. They room? moved out, right? I mean, we moved out out of uh, New York City. Like uh, 70, I was 11. Let me see, well, how I was 11. So, yeah, 78, 77 or 78. I think it was like 10 or 11 years old. Yeah, so like 78, 79, no, 77, 78. I was like 11, 10 going on 11. And Eddie had, Eddie and them just got here like three years. They moved out here in like 74, I believe, or 73. Mm. And, uh, they moved from Brooklyn also, they moved from Bushwick. And um, yeah, my older brother was in the same class with, with Eddie. My older brother, Charles, well, two, two of my older brothers, one was in class with Charlie, Charlie Murphy, and my other brother, uh, Gabe, he was in class with Eddie. 
So, so wait, Gabe is your older brother. Gabe is my older brother. Yes, he is. Oh wow! Oh, wow. Older than Gabe. Well, yeah, I thought I'm, a, I'm the older one. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I thought you. I thought you were older than him, older man. One, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody thinks that. Yeah, cause I'm bigger. You know, I he, he got no gray hair. He got a baby face. You know. So, <laughs> so the thing about it is, a lot of people don't know, and if it's all right, if we can say it, who your brother is. Uh yeah, it's no problem. Okay, yeah. Well, your brother is uh, Gabriel Cassius. He's a, um, a famous actor. He's been yeah. in. Um, New Jersey Drive. New Jersey Drive. Get on um, the bus. Get on the bus. Black Hawk Down. Black Hawk Down. He's been on a, uh, a slew Fallen. of television shows. Yes. Fallen. Fallen. Yeah. Fallen. Fallen is another Denzel. one. Yeah. CSI Miami. You you name yeah, it. Yeah, you name it. He's been on yeah, all yeah, those shows. Tons, and, tons and, of television. And wasn't he in the Many Men video for Fifty Cent? Yes, yeah. he was. Yeah. Okay. So, mm-hmm. that, so that's your older brother. That's funny. I always thought he was. Yeah, young. yeah. Young for some brother. reason, I thought he was too, man. That's, that's yeah, funny. yeah. Everybody, everybody thought he was. Yeah. So, right. so let me ask you a question. Like, not to cut you off, cool. Yeah, go ahead, man. So, like, pretty much, like, was was show business something that your family encouraged you to get into, or was it something that you guys kind of just pursued on your own? Uh we basically pursued on my own because you know my other brother. My older brother, he was older than all of us. Uh, he was into music, and he had a band early on, you know. And you know, it wasn't until you know we moved out from the city to Long Island, and like maybe like four years after we got out here, five years, uh, Eddie blew up, mm-hmm. and you know, got on Saturday Night Live. I was like. 1980 and then my oldest brother he was like I said he went to school with Charlie and you know he kind of knew Eddie so uh, yeah Eddie had blew up he got on Saturday Night Live and basically before you know I was a young kid but I still had the frame of mind that I knew I wanted to be in entertainment you know Mm. Okay. Okay. Cool. So I have a question because being that you were living in Roosevelt, Long Island, right? And a lot of people may not know that there's a lot of talented, famous people that come out of Roosevelt, Long Island, and Roosevelt is not really a huge place. So did you did you run into a lot of people? Because I know like the Baldwin brothers were um, from Roosevelt. Howard um, Stern. Howard Stern is from Roosevelt. Um, well, what Baldwin brothers? Um, Alec Baldwin and his brothers. They, they're, oh, from no, they're, they're from they're from Massapequa. Oh, Massapequa. Okay, I thought they lived in yeah, Roosevelt. They're from Massapequa. Howard Stern's is from Roosevelt. Howard Stern. Um, Doctor J. Doctor J. Arthur Ash. Public Enemy. Arthur Ash, the tennis player. I didn't know Arthur Ash was. Yeah, he's from there. Yeah. Um, one of the members of Folk Force, Jerry. He's from Roosevelt. So. My thing is, did you um, know a lot of these people or run into these people or, you know, being that you were all kind of like in that entertainment world outside of like Eddie Murphy and and, and Charlie, did you guys kind of know each other or no? Uh, we, you know, we interacted with each other with the family's age group. Okay. You know what I'm saying? The family, whoever was the fit within each other's families age age group we would interact with each other like my other older brother was with charlie 
and Eddie. They knew Charlie and Eddie because they were older. I knew Eddie's younger brother, which is Vernon Lynch. You know what I'm saying? And Vernon was my age. He was in my class. And, you know, Eddie was a few years older. So he was with my brother Gabe. They knew each other. And I knew someone who was more in my age group was uh, also Guy from Aaron Hall, Aaron and Damon Hall. Me and Damon were in the same age group. Okay. Mm. Okay, cool, cool. So let me ask you, man. So like pretty much when you decided to get into to comedy, what, what was like the, your starting point? Where did you, you start off at? Um, I started off in clubs in Long Island. There's a club called Chuckles in Mineola. There's um, uh, East Side Comedy Club out in Huntington. You know, and I would just like, <clears throat> excuse me. <coughs> I would pretty much dibble and dabble you know um you know the amateur nights I would do and it wasn't until I really got better you know what I'm saying where I really got more confident that I really started to hit okay cool man cool man uh anything uh cool B you want to add any questions um so my thing is how did you get your first big break into showbiz like what was your 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 foot in the door that said you know what this is it i've made it or i'm on my path to making it um well first things first i got booed off at the apollo <laughs> <laughs> yeah i got booed off at the apollo oh, and the man. funny thing is that before i actually I, you know a lot of people don't know that the apollo theater way before the TV show and I'm talking about even before I was born they've always had a Wednesday amateur night which was non-televised oh wow okay and it was like a community thing for not just you know Harlemites but just throughout New York City and like I said it wasn't until I got better that I got more confident and I won the amateur night four times oh, wow. Wednesday amateur night twice I won first place and then twice I won second place mm. and then the TV show comes out and then I just it, it didn't work out the way it went worked out on that <laughs> on, the amateur amateur night. on Wednesday nights <laughs> yeah, Wednesday <laughs> and that was called the Ralph Cooper's amateur night and that show was going on, like I said, before I was born. It's been going on since like the 40s, since the 1930s and 40s. Wow. You know what I'm saying? And we're not talking, I'm talking me getting on until like the late 80s, 90s. You know what I'm saying? So after that, more television shows start to come out. After Showtime at the Apollo, you had... Uh, I don't know if you remember the Uptown Uptown Comedy Club. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Um, there was Apollo Comedy Hour, which was different from Showtime at the Apollo. And that was more like a sketch show, but they had guest comedians on. 
which you know it was no booing it was no judging or whatever you just did your thing so i would say my first big break was uptown comedy club mm. later on throughout the mid 90s you had comic view mm. and you had Def comedy jam and, and Def comedy jam was the and comic view was the real ones that really catapulted me you know what i'm saying into a, a, a name in the business yeah, man, that's funny, man. Um, I'd seen a picture with you. You posted, I don't know if it was on Facebook or IG, and I seen you chilling with, um, I think it was Mike Epps, Bill Bellamy, uh -huh. uh, a few other people, and I've seen you do sketches with uh, Michael Blackston. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. So, so, like, how did you meet these guys? Was it just through the comedy circuit, or through the comedy you know circuit. some of these people yeah. before? through the comedy circuit, yep. You know, everybody was pretty much, you know, starting off around the same time. Bill, Bill is a little older than, the, uh, you know, us, not much, but Bill was pretty much more established. And, uh, you know, he was already on his way, you know, and um, actually we were doing a club in Jersey back in the day, in the early nineties, before Def Comedy Jam was even out. It was called the Peppermint Lounge out in East Orange, New Jersey, right off of Central Avenue. Mm. And when I tell you any, every and everybody came through there, it's like Queen Latifah, uh, Naughty by Nature. I mean, these people would just be hanging out, you know, um, um, lot, lots of stars, lots of rappers, uh, Red Man, Method Man, all of these guys. Shout out and, to my favorite rapper, Redman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got a you lot know, of Jersey's in you in high school. Yeah, New York, New Jersey. So they all would come through a couple of boxes, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? Um, and they would just hang out. And it was there when they had the auditions for the Def Comedy Jam. Oh, and, man. you know, I was still pretty new at the time, so I didn't really get the Def, the first few seasons of Def Comedy Jam and it wasn't until like the mid 90s where I really got strong and I did it you know I missed it by a year with Martin Lawrence I did it with Joe with Joe Torrey mm. okay cool, cool. Yeah. okay wow that's dope man I didn't see I didn't know all this stuff about you man you been holding back <laughs> <laughs> so let oh, me yeah, ask you yeah, a question hey, shit you me? know you know what to say you ask and you'll find out you know what I'm saying that's a fact. Yeah. That's a fact. So let me ask you a question. Like, like, do you have like a top five of comedians that you you know you look up to or you you admired? Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, everybody says you know Richard and Eddie, and you know Richard inspired me to do comedy. You know, because I was listening to Rich Pryor records like when I didn't need. I read. I barely knew what the fuck he was talking about. You know, what I'm saying? <laughs> but just you know, listening to a man cursing on a record, on a 45 record, I'd just be dying laughing, you know what I mean? And it wasn't until I'm older and I got, really got the jokes that I'd be like, okay, this is, this dude is funny and this is it. So Richard Pryor made me want to do comedy, mm. but then Eddie Murphy made me do comedy because it was somebody from my hood that I used to see in the hallways of high school 
went from a high school star, you know, a neighborhood star, a hood star, if you want to call it, right. to a real major star in the world. And that's what really made me say, okay, I can do it too. You know, this guy's right here, you know? Right. Somebody yeah. got in touch, like somebody you right, know, right. personally yep. on the pavement. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so my, my thing is that being that you knew who Eddie was, and I guess he saw you on this path of becoming a comedian. Not really. Not oh, really. You, oh, you didn't know him like that. No, no, no. Okay. Then, because he was he was like he's like seven years older than me. When I okay. was when I was ten, he was seventeen. But so, you said your brother knew him though. Correct? Yeah, my brother knew him. Okay, right. got you. And then, you know, by the time I got into high school, I think I, I don't even know if he was actually in I, I would see him in the neighborhood, you know. Okay. But you know, he was already like basically older than me. Okay. And, you know, so we didn't have any real relation. His brother Vernon, yes. Okay. Vernon was my age, you know what I'm saying? And um, me and Vernon was always cool, you know. But uh, it, I never like we were never like tight. Where I would go over his house and you know. I got and you. No, never like that. It's just like when we see each other in the street. Mm. Okay, cool. So, like, let me ask you a question. I'm, I know you're out in LA and all that stuff, man. And I was curious to know because I met you in New York. So, like, what really prompted you to move to LA? Well, um, you know, being in the business, a lot of people who would come to New York. You know, a lot of these comedians, they would come to New York and they come and they get strong in New York. New York would be the place where, you know, you get, if you want to be a comic, a real comic, you get strong, you come to New York to get strong. But then when you're ready to start getting the parts, LA is where it's at. Yeah. You know, that's the, that's the final destination for, you know, to catapult you to success. And you know, kind of at the time also, New York was on its way out as being, you know, the entertainment capital. I mean, even though you had shows being taped here, like New York Undercover and uh, NYPD Blue, you know, a handful of shows. But the shot callers for even those shows were out here in LA. You know, the shot callers says, you know, hey, and they in New York were in LA. So, right. you know, where better to be than in the be- belly of the beast? The office, LA. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And, and I was about to say, Cool B took that trip out, out there and yeah. it's kind of similar. I mean, he didn't do comedy, but, you know, Cool B writes. Yeah, I'm a writer. writer. Oh, so, that's dope. Yeah. So, you know, one of my boys who lives out here, um, my boy Charles uh, Whitaker, he um, he's a writer, and um, he's worked in the business and works in the business. But he's worked for different people in the business out here. So he encouraged me to come out here because don't do his stories and his trials and tribulations and getting positions and not having a position and getting another job. Like all of the office work comes here, even if they're shooting anywhere around the world, it's like it's being commissioned from here in LA because all of the exactly. offices and everything out here. So exactly. Yeah. The headquarters, you know, the CEOs, 
yeah. producers, you know, and and like I said, they were doing the shot calling without even getting on a plane. They're just like, all right, we want that person in New York to do this. So what better than to, and then a lot of the times they would, you know, the actors and producers and writers like yourself would come out here, live out here, and then, you know, they check you out and be like, all right, you know what? You get on a plane, go to New York. We want you to do this in New York. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, instead of someone who's already in New York, because they kind of get a feel of you, personal yeah. feel, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, you know, this business is all about marketing and likability also, you know? And, and forging relationships and things of that nature, because they want to exactly. know who you are before they, they even put are. something, put you in a project or something like that. There you go. And that's there the real deal. And sometimes, even if you know somebody, sometimes it could be hesitant, like, eh, I don't know. Right. Let's just, just wait right. on that. And then it's just like, it's a whole bunch of politics, but it's politics and everything, man. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, let me ask exactly. you a question. You, have you ever experienced any weird stuff? Because people say Hollywood is Hollywood. Uh, you know, we have people that that are saying there are a lot of mansion parties with a lot of crazy eyes wide shut stuff is going on. Have you ever witnessed anything like that? Or do you know anybody? The Illuminati. They tried to get me. <laughs> they tried to get me. They tried to put me on the black couch, but I said no. Man. That's right. <laughs> Man, let me tell you, I have never in my life experienced anything of the kind. You know what I'm saying? Now, not to say that there's not some stuff going on, you know, but as far as, you know, some ceremonial introduction for you to become a star and, you know, you have to be in a room and, you know, just, you know, people having sex with people and doing, you know, and bowing down. Nah, it's, nobody offered, uh, nobody told you you had to wear a dress? Never. 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 Now, now, let's get this straight. It, there is a tendency to put black men in dresses. Yes. There is a tendency. They do have a tendency to do that. They are always in, and, you know, and it, it's a form of, you know, emasculation. You know what I'm saying? Like to, you know, kind of like downgrade you. Yeah. But it's your choice if you want to do it or not. You know what I'm saying? And will you get blackballed from it? Mm, yeah. I don't think so. But they do they do push that a lot, you know, with black celebrities and but but they also know who to do it with. Who to try with? Who's that thirsty to do it with? They're never gonna try Denzel. You know, never in a million years. They would never ask Morgan Freeman. They would never ask, uh, you know, certain people because you know, it's all about how you carry yourself in this business. If you're that thirsty for fame, you know what I'm saying? Then they're like, all right, you know, okay, we could we can get this guy to wear a dress. But, you know, you can't get Dave Chappelle to do it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you can't get D.L. Ugly to do it. But they're still celebrities. 
You know what I'm saying? So, you know, if there's pressure for you to, you know, wear a dress or else they're going to blackball you, how did those guys make it? Right. You know what I'm saying? Uh, the, the Illuminati didn't shut them down. You know what I'm right. saying? You know, sometimes, you know, people make shit up because they can't actually figure out how that person made it. Mm-hmm. So it's like in their head, like, oh, no, you, uh, man, you had to have done something to, to get that far in this business. Uh, you were, oh, man, you were having sex and, you know, uh, you, you, you know, you was on the black couch. How, how, did, how does, how does Dave Chappelle and Chris Rock make it that big without some alumni? Nah, man, nah, mm-hmm. I, I beg to differ. I, there's nothing of the kind. Mm. Nothing of the kind. Now, are there individual producers and directors and CEOs who have fetishes yeah. to fuck other men? Yeah. Yeah. But I don't think it's some secret organization. And, you know, I mean, if that's the case, you know, what is Harvey Weinstein doing in jail? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, he had all the money in the world. What was he, a sacrifice? You know, nah. And then they talk about the whole sacrifice. Oh, someone has to die. And man, I'm not buying it. I don't buy it. And I've been in the business a while and I've, you know, done things, you know, auditions or whatever, blah, blah, blah. And never has that approached me. You know, TV show, auditions for this, that. I've never experienced that. Mm-hmm. Now, like I said, yeah, there are some individuals and those people, yeah, they don't want to be exposed because no matter how no matter how much, you know, homosexuality is open now and you have gay rights or whatever, there's always going to be people in the closet that want to act like a regular man, but yeah, they have this fetish for other men or whatever. No matter how much gay rights it is, open, you know, uh, what do you call it? You know, transgender this and whatever. Now, with black men, they like to make black men the face of that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You know, keep the white male masculinity, even though there's white homosexuals you know what I'm saying that that are into other men but they still want to keep that white male masculinity mm. while with yeah. black men you know the industry tends to feminize black men and do whatever you know or they, I mean where's the white RuPaul on TV mm. you know what I'm saying where's, where's all these you know Where's all the white, like, you'll always see black, you know, transvestite, you know, well, transgender, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But where's the white version? Even when they show the gay white man, he's still masculine. Mm. You know, it's some buff white male, blah, blah, blah. And he looks like he could like women too. But (laughs) yeah, yeah, right. That's real though. You got this hybrid. <laughs> right, right. You know, he yeah. looks like he could, you know, like he's gay, but women are still all on him. And he's kicking ass. 
and he's yeah. kicking ass, right? He's kicking ass. He's karate, blah blah blah. So essentially, he's a unicorn, pretty much. Is yeah, that safe right. to say? I mean, <laughs> they never want to. They never want to really feminize the gay white man, but right. it's okay to do it with the gay black man. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I can you see know. that, man. So yeah, let yeah. me ask you a question real quick, man. Um, you know, as of late, you know, there's been a lot of people trying to censor people. Um, we did a, we did a show on 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 cancel culture, and we've been noticing like a lot of comedians have been apologizing for things they said over 20, 30 years ago. I mean, what's what's your thoughts on that? Would you ever like apologize for something you said? Before you even been... finish the question, hell, motherfucker, no. <laughs> hell no. No. That, that, uh, if that's the case, who's apologizing for all the racist shit that, that's been done way back then? Right. They just sweep it under the rug. You don't talk about it now. Let it, is Roseanne apologizing? I know of. <laughs> yeah, she ain't apologized for shit. It's fucking, you know, all the shit that's happened in the 80s and the 90s and whatever. Ain't nobody apologized for that. But, you know, these groups try to pressurize people and apologize. They try to make Eddie Murphy apologize for, you know, his gay jokes. You know, um, was it Raw and Delirious? Yeah, Delirious and Raw. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, fuck that. No, I'm not apologizing. They tried to make Jim Carrey apologize. Yep. And he was like, fuck that too. You know what I'm saying? And which is correct. You know, because then if you buckle to these people, next thing you know, they can make you do anything. That's a fact, man. That's a fact. You know, now it's like, now it's like, they're going to micro so the thing about that you know is that um i know that a lot of people are very sensitive now because i've been to comedy shows where the comedian is just going off and telling jokes and i'm looking at the crowd and and it's and it's um, it's sometimes it's like the younger generation they're sitting there like looking shocked like wow did he just say that I'm like yo he's a comedian he's telling jokes it's not real like that or if it is real it's done in a, in a, in a comedic type of way to bring light to certain things so you gotta kind of take it with a grain of salt sometimes but sometimes these people are just extra sensitive bro and those exact people no, let me say something real quick. I wanted to touch on that real quick. You're gonna notice with this generation, it's it's about how they feel. It's about I feel this, and 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 right now we're in this this age where it's all about people's feelings. You know what I'm saying? And that's what you you're gonna notice with the younger generation because even like I have you know stepchildren, and and they all they always going into how they feel. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, listen, if you go through life. You're just using your your feeling as you feeling yourself through life. People are gonna take advantage of you, man. People are gonna be able to manipulate your mood, um, control you to a degree, and yes, yeah, very easily. And, it, and it's called pigeonhole. They'll pigeonhole you yep. into anything that they want you to do. And you have to take a stand. And you have to take a stand, or else when you pigeonhole, there's no coming out of it. You know what I'm saying? Because you showed weakness. 
And on top of that, those very people that we're talking about as sensitive, uh, you know, you do a gay joke, you do this, you do that, you do that, and they're sensitive about it and they don't like it. But guess what? More than half of those people have no problem coming up to me or you and going, yo, what up, my nigga? Wow. Yeah. Yo, what up, my nigga? Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. That's what up, bro? What up, bro? Yeah, yeah. what up, bro? Well, what up, my nigga? Yeah. It's like, hey, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, that's a racist word. No, you right. know, I don't mean it like that. No, 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 no. You white man, and you know, you, you're using that word. It's and offensive. I'm sensitive. But I'm sensitive about it. It's you offensive. No, so it's hip hop. No, it's not hip hop. It's not. Don't don't try and. Well, you know, rappers do it. No, no, I don't give a fuck about those rappers. Right. Okay. I don't give a fuck about those rappers. I don't give a fuck. And it's not. Don't try affiliated and you know, incorporating into hip-hop and, you know, all white kids listen to hip-hop and fuck that. It's an offensive word to me, to my ancestors, okay? And just like you're sensitive if somebody says a gay joke or whatever, don't try and use it like, oh, well, you know, this is cool, but this is not. Right. Well, 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 we get to say what, no, you don't get to say. It's like, you want to have one, but not the other. It doesn't work like that. Right. Do y'all go around saying to each other, hey, what's up, my fag? Right. Hey, what's up, fag? No, you don't. Right, you don't do that. Right. Okay. Hey, what up, homo? Hey, what up, homo? If, you know, if, if I said that to you, you'd be like, oh, 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 well, actually, the word homo is short for homosexual. Yeah. Why Why are you, are you homosexual? Yeah, so why are you offended by that? That's okay. a fact. That's yeah. a whole fact. Is yeah, this, whole short, fact. this shortening the word? Yeah, it's just shortening yeah. the word, but you're offended by it. But the word nigger comes from a, 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 a race. It's a racist term that was used to degrade my people. Okay? Degrade. And Negro was the word that, and even Negro was back. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, we, we defined, we turned it into African American and the word nigger was used so much that, and we were so oppressed that we started calling each other that. That's some black people. That ain't me, okay? So don't incorporate me and then try and incorporate with hip hop and be like, oh no, we all do it. You know, white kids, we we listen to hip hop now, but no, fuck out of here with that bullshit. Mm. You know what I'm saying? You know, they they try and um, appropriate the things that they want, the things that they like. Oh, no, this is not appropriate. Oh, this is appropriate. Oh, this is not appropriate. No, no, no. We get to say what the fuck is inappropriate, too. Mm. You feel me? Oh, facts. Yeah. Yeah, man. So let me ask you a question, man. Besides, like, comedy and all that stuff, what are some things you like to do on the side, man, when you're not, you know, in front of the crowd? Bitches. No, let me <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. No, I'm just joking. Oh, he ain't. Oh, that's, that's no, he ain't. <laughs> you we can't, you can't say that, Franz. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we're going to cancel exactly. you, man. We're going to cancel you right now. Stop. No, no, I'm just But, <laughs> but yo, <laughs> on, 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 on the real. Company of a nice lady. You know what I'm saying? I like mm-hmm. to chill. I like to chill with my homies, with my friends, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, out here in LA, LA is totally, 
this is it's it's, it's totally different, different lifestyle. It's, yeah, yeah. And you know <laughs> I'm offended by the word. But yeah, yo, man, we was talking the other night, right? And uh we were just speaking. I didn't realize you were like into like vintage stuff like 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 I was, you know what I'm saying? And oh yeah. Oh, yeah, we were going back and forth, man, and um and I said, you know what, well, I'm gonna come flex on this man. And so, uh, you know, I was going to ambush you, man, but I, I kind of played my hand a little too early. And um, yeah, man, so we we were just sharing our love for vintage stuff. Um, you know, being the fact that we're from New York, we're both, you know, we, we spent a lot of time in New York. You know, New York is one of the fashion meccas, in case you haven't the, known. The, the fashion. Yeah, within the United States, you know, New York. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're known for fashion. You Actually know? of the world, because even, you know, when they do seventh on six, you know, Right, uh, uh, the designers from Italy and France and all of them. France and Japan, yeah, yeah mm -hmm. Japan. They all come to New York to, yeah. to show their stuff for. You know, it's yeah. like it's it's equivalent to the car show, the yeah. international car show. You know, when when you come to the car show, Jacob Javis Center, right in New York. You know what I'm saying? That's a fact. You know? Yeah, yeah, man. Because we were talking about our love for Adidas. You know, Adidas head. You know? Oh yeah. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Let me let me, yeah, let me drop let me, yeah, let me, let me drop that on you, man. You know what I'm saying? We were talking of um we were talking about the Ewings. Uh, a lot of cats. Like they forgot about these, man. It's like Patrick Ewing. Oh, yeah, Ewing. Ewing. yeah. Let me tell you some funny yeah. shit, man. You know, when I first came to this country, man, my, my family's from the Caribbean, from St. Vincent and Grenadines. I was born mm. here. And when I was growing up, man, I mean we used to be in skips and shit and Oh, Bobo's, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm telling yeah. you, like, like yeah. uh, Payless shit and and favors and you know people forget about that shit. Oh, bro. favors, damn. Yes, yeah. you remember favors, favors right? Yeah. I'm telling Famous, you, Buster Brown. You know what I'm saying? Tom yes. McCann. Tom yes. McCann. Yeah. But but here's the significance. You remember Robbins? Do you remember Robbins? Yes, of course. I remember Robbins. Yeah. Of oh course. my God, we. We used to have to get the sneakers from Robbins that was connected with the plastic. With the plastic on the table. Yeah, yeah, exactly. In the big, uh, big box, and you had to cut them. Yeah, oh, yeah. God. Man, <laughs> we used to get it in school. Yeah, but here's yeah. the significance of the Ewings, man. The Ewings was the first time I ever. I always remember the first time we got a pair of name brand sneakers, not brand name. Ooh. The Ewings right. was the first time me and my brothers, we all, I remember my, my, my parents took us to Jamaica Ave and we got the Ewings, man. It was like uh -huh. the first time, yeah. like we felt like, yes, we could feel like, you know, we feel like we would, were the end thing for, for one. Right, right. My, my first was Pro Keds and Converse. Mm. Yeah, Pro Keds and Converse. And then, then came the Adidas, the Shell Toe Adidas. Shell Toes, yep. Yeah, the Shell Toe, man. I remember when I was young, I used to have, um, which were real popular with the kangaroos with the zipper on the side of them. Joints. Oh yeah! Oh wow! Yep. Said the kangaroos. I had them joints. I had them joints. What about Elise? Was it? What was it called? Yeah, Elise. 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 Yeah. Yeah. I used to love them joints, man. When yeah, I was young. Elise. Um, Lecoq Fortis. I think it was Lecoq Fortis. I think that's how you say. It. it had the rooster on the side of the joints because they were fencing sneakers. So a lot of dudes were wearing those back. Remember those? Those were like in the '80s, and you can still get those right. now. Those are and like the Deodoras. Yeah. Man, I should have grabbed those, man. I have some Deodoras, uh, the Peanuts edition. 
Okay. Um, happened in the closet, man. I don't feel like running over there right now. But when I was in high school, um, being the fact that Raekwon and um, Ghostface, Wu Tang, um, Tommy Hill was was my thing, man. Um, okay. Tommy Hill, double, yeah, yeah, yeah. Vest and um, you know, Tommy and Hill. The felines, the felines used to go with Feli. the Tommy Hill. Yeah, yeah. I, I actually like actually got a pair of feline cages, feline cage high tops. I got okay. them in my um in my stash as well. Yeah, they but, used to wear uh, the hill figures with the top with uh with the feelers. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Man. Woo, man. Ooh, you you, man. you taking me back, man. Nautica jackets. Oh, I got something I gotta show you, man. I was telling you about this. Um this I found this man vintage. Um this is the Olympics champion. Uh, 1996. Oh man! Oh Olympic. yeah! I, I, I fuck with champions all the time. Yeah. Yeah, I don't have champion sneakers. I wish I would have kept them. You know what I'm saying? They was like, uh, it was kind of like, almost like boxing, like like uh, professional Olympic champion sneakers. They was hot. You can still them probably out. get them. You can still get them if you look yeah, hard enough. You still get them. Yeah. You won't believe where I found this, man. Brand new with the tags on it. I found it at a, I think I want to say it was a place down here called Plato's Closet. Mm. And when I when I grabbed it, the girl looked at me and was like, "You got one." Mm. You know when you you about to cash out and, and the girl make a comment on what? And oh you know, yeah. Oh, it's yeah. like a you know like a like a thrift store and she like. Yeah right right. And you could tell she's sincere. It's not just a sale to her. You know what yeah, I mean? Right. Like, a lot of them do that just. One just to make a sale they'll do that to every customer but right. that particular item is like okay he knows yeah. what he's doing he got he, that he yeah. got one you know what i'm saying yeah. you got a steal i think i paid like maybe 20 bucks for that i mean to tell you the truth uh, nowadays the, i bought something for the first time out of a store i went to the fox hills mall today okay and i i bought that black jacket that i just showed y'all earlier Mm. And that might have been my first time in what three years that I bought something brand new. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like from a store, you know, brand new, you know, uh, mass mass manufactured. Like I now in the past good ten, I would say, I would say 2009. Since 2009, all I've been doing is shopping online or thrift stores. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because the fashion that that's of today, a lot of it is not really my type. You know, I, I don't wear skinny jeans. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and yeah, and I don't wear a lot of this. You know, I'm not gonna put it down. It's just not me. You know right. what I'm saying? I'm not saying it's whack or whatever. It's just not my taste. So in order to, to really get my type of style, you know, I have to go back and in order to go back, the new stuff that's coming out, they're not, it's not really retro. They, you know, they're pushing the limit to new stuff and doing whatever, which is all good. But, you know, call me old or whatever, old fashioned, but you know, I like the stuff from way back when. But, but hold on, let me stop you real quick. Let's be clear. A lot of the stuff that you're seeing today with the rappers is actually a lot of older stuff. Like some of the sneakers are older sneakers with just new color. Recycled. Yeah, recycled. Stuff. You see the yeah. rappers with, with, with two or three chains, rope chains, Cuban links. And I don't even think they'd be realizing that 
you, you're taking that from a page from an era before you. You probably just right. don't realize that. You know what I'm right. saying? They'll talk about, like I heard a song where the, where the guy was saying, we, we be trapping like the 80s. You know what I'm saying? And and I look at the fashion. There's a uh, I told you I told you about this um Instagram page called Macopolis. And Macopolis is dope because they show you old real vintage photos of a lot of like different drug dealers, artists from back in the days. And uh no, no, dude, don't 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 no no no. Oh man, he let's what not are do those? that. Are those gazelles? Yes, they are. Oh, nah, no, let's not do that. Let's not do that. Cause he pulled out to the gazelles, man. Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> nah we're gonna shut the show down. You're not gonna do that to me on my show. I've been, I've been looking for those. Not only am I gonna do that. Oh, nah, 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 yo. Hey, hey, hey we canceling him, yo. Let's cancel France. Let's cancel. Him. <laughs> we got the blue joint. Nah, son. Oh man, kid. nah, nah. That's not right. One more. One more. One more. He Oh, nah. This was, the oh. first one. this was the first one, right? Oh, man. The blue one was the second one. I like them blue joints, man. And then I right, got man. the right. with the regular black ones. You got it, bro. All right. Immerse. Right. <laughs> Immerse. Right. <laughs> yo, Franz is waiting. <laughs> he said, I'm going to let you do your thing. And then right. what I'm gonna do is just pull these out and then shut it. <laughs> Yo, I'm, I'm feeling some type of way because I've I've been looking for those, man. You I've a funny been, dude, man. Funny dude, man. I, I... <laughs> Yo, man, you got you got it, you got it. I'm, I'm, about, I'm, I'm a I'm a great Yo, he flexed on you with the old school gazelle glasses, man. Yo, not one, not two, but three pairs of them joints. Three pairs. Yo. Three pairs nah, of them joints. That, that's foul. That's that's foul ball right there, man. That's not cool, man. I gotta find out where you got them joints from. Best for last. That was my niece in the hole. That was my five right there. Grimy, grimy Roosevelt niggas, man. Grimy X21 niggas. They will set you up. And you know I got the shelters. You know I got the shelters in the closet. Oh man, kid, that was funny. Yeah, the shelters right there. You you a funny dude, man. But yo, man, um. Like, I just want you to let the listeners know, like, what are you doing right now? Anything you got going on? Any shows coming up? I mean, you know what? Not every COVID just fucked everything up, shut everything down. So, you know, there's nothing really, you know, uh, I mean. Hey, don't cover your mic. I can't, we can't really hear you. So I think oh, cover okay. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, yeah, right now, you know, everything's trying to get back into play. You know what I'm saying? All the studios, you know, whatever. I actually, streaming is doing more than the, the, the major studios. The major studios are still shut. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, the streaming, you know, all the streaming networks, they're doing more than the actual big boys, Paramount, this, that, Universal, because, you know, they're smaller. They were already smaller before the pandemic. You know what I mean? And there's nothing really going on. I mean, I might get an audition here and there, but it's not until everything really opens up that things are going to get back into play. So I don't have any, you know, right now I just had a few auditions, but nothing, nothing solid yet. But, you know? 
Yeah, man. But well, you know, we're wishing you. We, we we know you're a vet, so we know you'll get something in the pipeline soon. Man. Oh yeah, so, oh yeah. And my agent is definitely working for me. You know what I'm saying? My agent, she definitely works for me. You know, I I get sporadic auditions here and there. You know what I'm saying? But you know, until everything opens up wide open. That's when it's gonna we go, you know, we, everybody gonna be back on the ball. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I take your come bring your ass out to Atlanta, man, because I'm telling you, Atlanta's still open, bro. Yeah, Atlanta. Atlanta <laughs> I'm Atlanta about to die the fuck off. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, y'all were open when everything was closed out this place. I'll tell you, man. It was nonstop, bro. It was yeah. nonstop down there. Nonstop, bro. yeah. And, I was and, like, and, Merch. Don't gotta wear a dress, bro. Don't gotta wear a dress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> Unless you're on Peach Street. Yeah, you may yeah. You don't have to wear a dress in Atlanta, but a lot of motherfuckers wear dresses in Atlanta. Dress, man. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah man. Yo, man. Yo, I don't want to take up much of your time. I know you got a show. Um, you know, just just thanks for coming on, man. We appreciate Yo, your time, me. man. Thanks for having me, yeah, man. For sure, man. Great, great hey, talking to you, brothers. Cool B, you know, good dude. He, even you, though man. I touched his from the beginning. Like, <laughs> you know, thought like, we were the same people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Let's do this again, brothers. Yeah, yeah for sure. Definitely, man. All right. I'm Y'all your host, Mr. Mercy, signing off. I'm your man, yeah. Cool Breeze. Thanks again, Franz, for coming out. This is Sin Radio Cast. Peace. Yes, Franz Cassius. Peace. <laughs>